We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 55. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. I can't believe this is 55 already. 55? I'm having a blast. <laughs> I love doing this podcast. Seems, seems like we're only at 25. I know. And you know, I was going through, uh, earlier today, I was I was going through our very early podcasts like episodes two and three and four, you know, back when we really didn't know what we were doing. Back when I was in puberty. Yeah, I know. That was a long time ago. (laughs) Anyway, the title of this podcast is obviously the best, I think, for this time of year. It's called The Winter Weather Advisory. (laughs) You know, I'm just this week we've been, this is our third, you know, in, this in week, the last seven yeah. days. I know. I, th- I think in total so far this season, this is nine, eight or nine winter weather advisories. I mean, I'm sure, you get a winter weather advisory. I get a winter weather advisory. Everybody gets a winter weather advisory. I think advisory. we said it best the other day in a post is if winter weather advisories were Krispy Kreme donuts, we'd all be gaining a lot of weight right now. Oh, man. I mean, and you notice I put a little CT after that. That was, yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, I mean, it's we're right in this pattern where we're, we're getting, you know, these systems come up. We've always talked about these winter systems. We'll have, you know, a, a mass of rain come up, but there won't be any cold air, or there'll be cold air come down and there won't be rain, and there... We've just been locked in this pattern where we're it's doing that now. We're all this moisture's meeting the cold air, kinda. And with as many winter weather advisories we get, we wonder if it's going to, you know, you know, during the springtime when they hand out tornado warnings, people get desensitized. Do you think that happens with winter weather advisories? There are so many winter weather advisories. You know, they could, but. Uh, People are still a little antsy, especially if you have a lot of hills and curves like we do here in Branson. It's hard to drive, and people are, you know, they have to get places. They have to get to work, and they're worried about getting their kids to school. Yeah, school's a big good. Uh, but the fact of the matter is for Branson, we've, even with the winter weather advisory, we've been kind of on the edge every time. Every and, time. And it's been basically rain for us almost every time. Yeah. First I mean, time, had a little ice. First time they then... canceled school for the year was Friday. And last Friday. Yeah, this past Friday. Oh, wow. This is Monday, so you know, four okay, days yeah. ago. So it was the first time for the year. They probably could have went, but that it was the most convincing because it was supposed to happen right after they got to school. So they were, Exactly. You know, now, we did get some icicles on the mailbox and, 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 and the, and the uh, elevated surfaces. Yeah. But the roads never really got that slick. It was 60-some degrees the day before. You know, so, I know. So we had a little bit of ground heat, you know, I guess, but but those bridges did get slick, and so did the mailboxes. I wasn't standing on my mailbox, but it did have. I sent you a picture of my mailbox. That was a cool mailbox it picture. Had icicles hanging off, and that was the only ice I can find in my yard. So I thought, well, that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, I had I had it on my car and some on my mailbox, and but there wasn't any. I mean, I have a little. Uh, wooden walkway you know coming mm-hmm. up to my i thought well maybe that might have some ice on it nah i usually know. get ice on my porch which is a really tall porch so you slip and you're gonna fall for a while yeah I, yeah you live kind of on a, a yeah hill there. <laughs> and this time i didn't have any ice on my porch so i thought well maybe the roads will be okay well and i think also we're talking about one degree below freezing we're yeah. talking 31 we're not talking like 20s and and really i, I think the the weather National Weather Service is probably covering their their bootay because if that temperature does fall below thirty, we get in the twenties. Yeah, we're going to start having some problems. But if you're flirting with freezing and maybe one degree below freezing, yeah, the elevated surfaces are going to get it, but the roads aren't going to get any 
anything. And that's exactly, I mean, they issue a winter weather advisory, which is fine. That's just basically telling you the roads might get a little iffy. Exactly. It's a travel advisory, basically. Mm-hmm. If you get anything worse, then you're going to get something different, like a winter storm watch or a warning. If you're, as long as you're in that winter weather advisory, you just got to be careful. Watch how you drive. Watch how the other people drive. That's sure. the biggie. Yeah. You know, if you know how to drive, <laughs> you know, and then ice and snow to be, be cautious, just watch about that other person. Sure. And it's, it's really funny that you mentioned the, uh, the travel advisory because uh, today's weather school, teasing this early, is all about the consolidation of products that the National Weather Service has lumped into different things. I mean, we, we, uh, we I, do you remember a travel advisory? Are you that, are you old enough to, young enough to remember I, that? I started in TV in 1995 and I don't remember that travel advisory. Oh, no, this is way like in the 70s. Well, that's when I was born. Oh, well, uh, yeah, so. thanks again. Yeah. I guess I'm old. No, I remember that the travel advisory and, which I think is pretty self-explanatory. It means don't, you know. I be, like that term. I do too. It doesn't scare you, right? It just tells us what needs to be done. We need to be advised that travel could be a little dangerous. Yeah, roads could be getting slick. Oh wait, exactly. there's a travel advisory. Maybe you shouldn't go to Springfield or Kansas City in the morning. Right, right. And <laughs> and they used to have the freezing rain advisory. I love that one. Well, now you get that winter storm or winter weather, weather advisory. It covers it so many things. It could be rain. It could be sleet. It could be snow. You don't know. I liked it the old way. I do. I do too. And you know, they had that National Weather Service had that that poll online. I took that poll. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and I and I they said you know do all these new things or keep it the way it, you know it was, and I said keep it the way because it's clearer. You know, if you have. You know, if we have a winter weather drive, exactly what you said. It could be one to three inches of snow. It could be sleet to make roads slick, or it could be a light icing event. It's like you have to get in there and dig into the text of the description and say, well, why are we having this winter well, weather advisory? The each individual advisories, we didn't get very often. Like there were certain ones that only came up once every five or ten years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was specific, and you know, you knew what to expect. That's what I like. So I don't understand what the point of consolidation was. I don't. I don't either. You know, give me. You know, if it's, if winter weather's coming in, and I hear a freezing rain advisory, bam! I know there's not going to be snow, and I know there's going to be probably some ice going right. around. Absolutely. But you know, I don't know if you took the poll. I took the poll, but I guess the consensus was to consolidate, and that's okay. I guess. I mean, I was on the fence of it then. Around when that poll came out, but now, in hindsight, mm-hmm. I think I think it should have never happened. Yeah. Well, there's nothing we can do about it except inform the public, and that's why we have the podcast, and that's why go. we have our Facebook page, Stormed Our Weather. So we just uh, did a Facebook Live just a few minutes ago. That's right, we did. That's I was going to mention that at the top of the podcast, and I totally forgot about it. Yeah, we just finished a Facebook Live. It is now eight. 39. You can still watch it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's recorded and it kind of gives an idea of uh, what was what's going on. And uh, basically, a recap since it's a podcast and we've got tons of time, we'll just kind of go. What they're thinking, the National Weather Service, is this whole system is going to, uh, it's coming out of the Gulf. That's the weird thing. It's usually, it's not from west to east or southwest to northeast, it's going north, south to north. And there's cold air in place, and that things, that mass of moist and warm air is bumping into this um, cold air, and that's why we're going to get snow changing to rain. It's usually the other way around. It's rain changing to snow. So the National Weather Service decided to pop a winter weather advisory all for all of southwest Missouri, portions of northwest Arkansas, and northeast Oklahoma for our Miami listeners. Uh, but Harrison is not in it at this point. And that's because the warm air is kind of coming up that way, and it really don't think Harrison's going to get much. Harrison, you know, in the in the world of winter weather advisories and any kind of watch or not watch but warnings, they're kind of in their own little world because they're out of the Little Rock office. Exactly, just out of our jurisdiction, so and we can't do anything. About you know, it. you know, Tulsa and Springfield—they're usually pretty close in when when in conjunction when. They're issuing these things. Oh yeah, they coordinate well. They, they very, very well. 
You see Springfield issue, then Tulsa usually issues right behind. Yeah, which them. what happened today? We had the winter weather advisory, and what an yeah. hour later, then Tulsa started popping. But too. Little Rock's never like that for for Harrison, ever. They're always late, late to the game, and I don't know why because I think they should really look at Harrison because of all the hills going on in northern Oklahoma, northern Arkansas. Well, yeah, it's a lot different than down in there in Little Rock where they're at. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, when you're going mountain home to, is it mountain home to Harrison? There's like hills all and curves all over oh, the yeah. place, and that, and you have any type of frozen precipitation or 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 potential for that. You really need to be warned if you're heading out at eight o'clock tonight to go from Harrison to Mountain Home. You really don't want to do that. But you know that the freezing line, it, it, they may not be in the snow area down there or the sleet area. It might just be. Right, the line might be between here. It might be around Omaha, you know. Yeah, you and if that if that's the case, cool. Yeah, you know, sure. If, if they don't have a threat, you know, the whole idea. Of this, it may of stop these... right there at Wild Bill's, right there on the line <laughs> at the gas station. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> By the way, they have really cheap gas down there. Do they? Oh yeah, every time I, I go I've been down there, there a few times. Oh yeah, I so when I go, uh, my stepdaughter and her family lives in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So when I go down to uh, I, I meet them halfway when we go deliver the kind of grandson. I say kind of because I'm way too young to be a grandfather. Sure uh, you are. Yeah. I'm not too young to be a grandfather. <laughs> you know, he'll be 19 on Friday. That's Happy crazy. birthday out there to Logan. I'll tell him that. Happy uh, birthday, Logan. Yeah, 19. 19. I can't believe it. I can't remember it what It goes I by way too fast. Oh, I know. I mean, I can't even believe I'll have a 21-year-old this year. Oh, and you, yours is 20. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. 21 and a 17 year old. Wow. Well, you better that's depressing. Better have some more kids. Yeah, keep, keep going. I got more on, on you know, coming yeah, up the pipeline. So. Yeah, pipe. Okay. <laughs> hey, did you hear? Did you see? I don't know. <laughs> that um, uh, it was uh, last week I uh, when we had that winter weather advisory, which we kind of got something, but all of a sudden, they got a lot more snow up in central Missouri than we did, and I don't think it was expected. I mean, they got three, four, five, six inches. Well, that's the story of the year for me because it's been happening all year. They've had more I know. than we have. I know. The, the only thing I don't understand was they didn't issue a winter storm warning. If I mean, the criteria around here is four inches or more becomes a winter storm warning. Well, they weren't expecting it to be that much. Yeah, but that happened last year for here. Remember, we got six or seven inches, but we only got the one. Oh, yeah. Out of it. But it was more widespread this time up in central Missouri. Yeah. It was. And that crash. Oh, my gosh. It's going all over the Internet of oh, that. That was something that pile up on I-70 a major pile up. That was just devastating. One to fatality. Watch. I'm surprised there wasn't more than that. Yeah, and, and it's on, on 70. I mean, that's that's the direct interstate from Kansas City to mm-hmm. St. Louis. And uh, it was, didn't you say Rollo had like four inches of snow or something up there? Somewhat, some, yeah, something like that. And then it kind of decreased. And of mm-hmm. course, Branson got bzz, nothing. Yeah. Little little bit of, you know. Well, we did have a little slickage, though. I mean, uh, the road conditions group was pretty active at you that You know, point. you can be discouraged if you don't get the snow that you want every mm-hmm. winter, every winter, every winter. But I promise you, someday... <laughs> Sometime, it's going to happen. I don't know when or where exactly, but we will see snow someday again. The mammoth snow. It will happen. Oh, it will. I mean, and we are past due. I mean. We are way past due. (laughs) People say, oh, it doesn't snow here anymore. It will happen again, I promise you. Yeah, I don't think this year. I mean. No, well, I, I mean, the, we the don't mammoth. know that for sure. But the mammoths, snow. and we don't know that for well, sure. Well, we know, we've, we we've don't. seen snows in the last of March or we, May. We don't. Know, that's for sure. <laughs> well, those are that was an anomaly. <laughs> but it will definitely happen. We'll get a fifteen inch or twenty inch or someday. I promise you. And you're gonna hate it. Just let it be in January because you know oh, for sure everybody knows that work. It would shut this town down. Well, I work at the Hughes Brothers, and you know they will find a way to 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 have a show that night. <laughs> I remember that thing. In, was it twenty thirteen? I don't know. We talked about this before, where we had all of a sudden it just like got eight nine inches of snow, and 
they wouldn't cancel. And you know, we had over two hundred people that night. So did we? We had the same amount. Oh, that you're Yakov's, I was just right? right? No, I was at a oh Starlight. No, no, I was at the three redneck tenors that night at the Americana. Oh, and they had tons of people too. We had a f- well, yeah. Some show must have canceled. I know for a fact some shows canceled. Oh because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they gave a deal to the people who got canceled to come to see our show. It, yes, yes. I think Clay's did that with us. I think so. There was some wheeling and dealing going on that night, and it. I remember going out at the beginning of the show, and then again at intermission, and. It was coming down. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, I know. I was standing out there watching it. There's, there's no way I'm getting home tonight. <laughs> and we stayed at the lodge. Did you try to make it home? I'm. We carpooled with a four wheel drive that night. Three okay. Of us did. You know, in the past, Yakov, yeah, he would get buy us rooms right across the street, which was nice. We yeah. didn't have to because we had morning shows then. Oof. So we had to be there by eight o'clock in the morning. But uh. We carpooled with a four-wheel drive and got home no problem. Of course, we saw numerous cars in the ditch. Of course. So we were lucky. That was like nine inches, wasn't it? I mean, it just kept going. I mean, I stayed over at the lodge overnight because they insisted on having a show, and it was very profitable. You know, Of course, when you have other shows cancel, you know, people in town that are not afraid of the snow, they want to go do something. You know, it's like, let's celebrate. You know, the whole town is shut down. Well, that came up on my Facebook uh, memories the other day, that in 2013, because that was the year my my daughter was born. Ah, right. And I got to start thinking that I don't think she's seen a snow like that Hmm. her whole life, because she wouldn't have remembered that, because it was, you know, the year she was born. Oh, yeah. So she's never seen a big snow. She's five years old now. I mean, she's wow. she's had four inches or five inches or six inches, but never yeah, like basics. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. not not one that's going to cover the ground for an entire week. You know, she she has never seen that. Well, you know, and that's what I always say. I just want one substantial snow for the last a few days, and then temperatures get in the sixties and go away. And I that just, would make everybody sick of winter and ready for meteorological spring, which is in eleven days. Which is in eleven days. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And speaking of meteorological spring, the Storm Prediction Center had something kind of eye candy. I'll, I'll put it in the eye candy out there. Well, you know, I I, I look at Facebook as soon as I wake up in the morning. I'm yeah. not exactly coherent yet. <laughs> and I start seeing some posts about something happening on Saturday, of course, I follow meteorologists from around the globe. Yeah, I storm mean, chasers. respected ones. Right, too. real That's ones. Good. Yeah. Real certified <laughs> weather people. Mm-hmm. They have all their teeth and everything. Anyway. <laughs> Not the weather rock. No, we don't. <laughs> anyway, there were there was some rumbling and grumbling on about Saturday. I'm like, Am I seeing something? What's going on Saturday? I'm going to check the Storm Prediction Center because I don't think they're talking about snow. Yeah. And they weren't. <laughs> I know. And you texted me and you went, um. Yeah. And then you texted me and I went, <laughs> whoa, what is this going on? Now, we will say in their defense, in our defense, it's eye candy. It's just eye candy right now. You know, they're thinking, okay, if, the, if it were six days out... Six days out. That's meh. But it's very unusual that the Storm Prediction Center starts plotting something. They have a day one to day eight outlook. And it's very unusual when they start plotting something day you know, six. in the eye candy day six. But when they start plotting a 15% in day six. Yes. That would open my eyes in the middle of spring. Well, I know. It woke me up. I just <laughs> I just got up when you texted me. And I was like, Whoa. So and that would that would cover basically Springfield, Missouri, Branson, up kind of towards St. Louis, and the whole state of Arkansas. Now again, this is just broad brush. A lot can change. A lot can change, mm-hmm. lot. and it probably will. It'll shift. Yeah, I don't think it'll go away, but it'll shift. No, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to go away. But again, we really rely a lot on the Storm Prediction Center. They As we should. Very. I mean, most of their stuff is very reliable. That's what they're... That's their, that's that's, their job. That's what they do. Well, I know. I know. And when their internet works, then more power <laughs> to them. 
we, we say that because they say, okay, day one update scheduled for 6.30. And then so Corey and I are waiting at 6.45 and 6.50 and they haven't updated. So we're I'm, like, come on, update it. How many times do we hit refresh on severe weather days? I don't have thing. an R key anymore on my computer. <laughs> it's like all R. <laughs> but uh, that's something we teased in the live cast earlier tonight. That's the thing. Severe weather, mm, it's possible. It's quite a ways away, and we are definitely going to be watching it. And what I think is going to happen, this is kind of what they do, especially in winter. They'll plot something out, and then tomorrow they'll take it away. And then the next day, they'll kind of plot something else. That's kind of the thing that I notice. I think this is going to be here all week without going away. You seriously do? I do. Because they're talking about major, major flooding from, I mean, not here, east. but yeah, southeast, like Arkansas, up through t- northern uh, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky, kind of on a northeast axis. They're talking like up to eight inches of rain in the next seven days. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's kind of where they were, they're, they're plotting that, you know, day six thing. And of course, I'm not going to post it on, on the site because it's, it's candy. It's eye candy right that now. That would be hype. I'm not hyping. And that's, we shouldn't hide. No, but we should still inform. No, and and we've got to admit some people are. And because Saturday the temperature will be warmer, uh, definitely. Now, now uh, one of the news stations in Springfield, we're talking Springfield, could get a high of sixty or better. Now, I don't know. We'll see, uh, I I don't again. We don't know. It's kind of far out. You know. I mean, the Branson forecast for Saturday is fifty-seven. So that's everything's going to change. So, so we just have to share our little eye candy with. You. I mean, we're 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 nearing, we're nearing the end of February, where they're going to start picking up in momentum. The storms will. Oh yeah, and they do days. every year. Mm-hmm. And we've already had a severe event this month earlier when we had the all those tornado warnings. Right. Oh my gosh! Yes. So yeah, which really it, wasn't technically tornadoes, but. But, but but they were severe. They were definitely severe. It was a definitely a, I, I would call that the first little this teaser. Usually, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, teaser. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on right now? So it's, yeah, it's, we're we're it's, getting it's possible. I mean, yeah, January, it's the twenty third of yeah. February this weekend. Uh huh. So that's only you know six days before we had a tornado in two thousand twelve. Yeah, the leap year tornado, right? So it's very possible. Yeah. So it, we're going to put that in the category of something to gander. I'll go ahead and say this. Yeah. If we do have a severe weather event this weekend, mm-hmm. and we've already had one in February, my guess would we we could have an active March. Wouldn't that That's be my fun? Guess. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. March, April. We'll see. Oh. We'll see. Oh, yeah. And the good thing is I only have one show per day for five days. So I've got time. Of course, now, uh, here's what's going to happen. We're going to get the severe weather, but we're going to have it either during my show or overnight. Let, let's, Mother Nature, let's end the overnight severe weather. Let's do it in the daytime where it's that's supposed to be. That's just a fact of life here in the Ozarks. I know. It really is. Well, I think that's, you know, that could be, you know, podcast fodder for next week. <laughs> so we're we're going to be watching that six days again. Keep watching our site. We're going to do that. Um, you know, we, we've also you know getting back to winter weather. We've also had uh, a lot of people ask, uh, messaged you, and also messaged me. Like when we had all this freezing drizzle mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, their radar apps weren't showing anything, so it's like why not? Well, when we post, you and me, we post a specific mode of the radar called the precipitation depiction mode. And that's that's why we do that sometimes. And that's where the, the green is the liquid, the red is either sleet or like freezing stuff, and then blue is snow. And that's not available on the free apps. On the free apps, right. And and we, we've said this before, and people ask us what our radar is. It is radar scope. And you can, it is available to the public. On every platform. Every platform. It it only used to be Mac, but now it's Windows, Mac, whatever you got. And it's cheap. $10 a year. Can't beat it. That's less than a buck a month. I will say it is, it can be technical if you don't know what you're doing. Right. But there are websites that explain every mode. There's several different modes. Several modes that I don't even use. 
Yeah, on I don't. Radar scope. Right. There's expert modes that I don't use. I think ex, ex well, yeah, go on. But <laughs> some people do just because they want to be experts, but you know, I won't go there. Right. But, uh, but they have different platforms. I mean, they have the basic. They do. And then they have what's the tier one, and which is the lightning data and stuff. And you, we have tier one, correct? Correct. And then, but they now have tier two, which has, um, what hail parameter they have yeah. a whole bunch more stuff it's really expensive and really not for our purposes not worth it i mean it's like way up there expensive but and then i think they have a tier three or something like that don't they they have no, like they stop at two they stop at two yeah, so three levels now. yeah so you know you know and and the thing about it is if you if you like our radars and you look at it Go ahead and download the app less less than a dollar a month and if you have any questions just message us at Stormdoor Weather. See, now, all radars used to only have a few modes right. back in the day. Right. And then they upgraded the the dual polarization and the digital. They, they, Which is good, yeah. Right. But but now we have all these different products. One of my favorite products during the spring is the correlation coefficient. Yes. And what that tells you is it basically can measure objects in the sky if against the other object in the sky. So if it sees something bigger in the sky, it's going to paint a different color, which usually could indicate a, a, a debris signature from a tornado. Yeah, like a little hole. Because it's not, it's it's seeing, yeah, that, that hole there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and but in but that's really good for severe weather. Right. And I don't know, I don't know if the basic, I guess the basic has that done. It? it just doesn't. The basic has all of the products. Okay, now, the actual products. It doesn't have the lightning. I'm not sure about the warnings. Yeah, I don't think it has lightning. Uh, the basic has a limited loop, not as long. Right, like six frames or but something. But the basic still is. Better. I mean, it gives you it's what gonna you be better need. than what any any free app there is. Yeah, yeah, and we are not getting any money from Radarscope or, or the new company. It was WDT, but I don't think they own it anymore. Right? Well, they 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 got bought out. Yeah, yeah, got bought out. Yeah, so but that's just something we use because we have a lot of people ask us that. But on regular any old. Free radar, even on radar scope on our main radar mode, you're not going to see that freezing drizzle. Freezing drizzle exactly. will make the roads so slick, and you will fly right off that road. Oh yeah, it was drizzling heavy. I went to Lambert's and ate with the family uh, Saturday night. It was a very, very heavy drizzle, and there there was ice forming on the van, but nothing on regular uh, reflectivity. Ra yeah, yeah, there was nothing until I switched over to. Uh, precipitation depiction you can see just a, a faint pink all over the radar and that's what that that's what that drizzle is and that's what we use and and we have to say that the way that the precipit the way radar works i need to update this we had a, a weather school on um radar a long time ago but they made a lot of upgrades so i really need to do another one of those but the radar goes in tilts in other words it's it goes right to the horizon up 0.5 degrees and makes a 360 scan then it clicks up to 1.5 degrees makes a 360 degree scan it does that like four or five times so you have like what it's doing is measuring you know elevations of the atmosphere and then all that gets put into a computer program that paints a picture so it's it can tell you if you know if you're far away like in joplin it can go in and go up the elevation and see how high a storm. Well, precipitation depiction doesn't. It uses all the tilts uh, when you see on there. It it takes the entire scan, all four or five tilts scans that they do, and does a measurement. It sends out the beam in dual pol polarization to see the density of the hydrometeor. We use that on the weather school. That's a, a raindrop or Rain. something. Yeah, raindrop. Um, uh, the density, if it's liquid, if it's sleet, if it's hail, especially hail, the hail, they, it, the radar beam can go out there and measure the actual hail size, bring it back to the radar, and we can map that. Or a snowflake. It, the radar can tell whether what type of hydrometeor it is, whether it's sleet, rain, frozen, grapple, whatever. In, in precipitation depiction mode, it, you also you must use some type of temperature data to... I, th I think it does. ...to determine 
what's pink and what's green or what's blue. Right. Gr- green, uh, when you see it, it's green is liquid. Red is mix. It could be kind of a snow rain. It could be a grapple. It can kind of be a sleet. It can be something like that. And all blue is snow. And when you turn the loop on, you'll see it flipping back and forth because the radar's trying to guess... And we say that on, you know, when we post a picture, the radar is guessing kind of what is happening. And it's fairly accurate. I will say that. It's fairly accurate. And it just gives us a good idea of where we think it is. Uh, So that is a what I think is a pretty good explanation. Just a few years ago, even we didn't have access to a good Uh radar depiction in real time like that. So we've we've come so far since we started Stormdar. Yeah, we didn't have we didn't even use radar scope at the beginning. No, huh? so <laughs> we didn't use much. I mean, I, <laughs> when we started using radar scope, it was like, wow, look what we can do now. Yeah, and now professional meteorologists use that. The weather channel, the weather service uses it. The weather service, I saw that from the actual National Weather Service, and I texted you and said, "Are they using radar scope now? Wow, that's cool." So it is a very very handy tool. So. Uh, Again, if you get it and you want explanations of how to use it, let us know. Yeah, if you have any, any questions about Radar Scope, Randy and I can both help you out. And yes, and if we don't, there are Radar Scope groups oh, that yeah. we can find out. And online, like you said. You can post an image on this Radar Scope group, and, and people, they're not going to bash you for saying, oh, you should know what that is. No, no they're no, going to no, help no, no, you no. out and say, oh, well, this, right. is, this is cool. That's, that's a bird. That's a bunch of birds. That's yeah, probably bats. It picks up bats. It yeah, picks it up does. insects. That's really cool, especially in the summer. Do you remember when uh, we had Mike Griffin here, National yes. Weather Service Meteorologist, the first the first time we had him here in July, uh-huh. we talked about bats on radar and how they knew the bats were on radar, but they couldn't actually say they were bats because people would try to go find where those bats were coming from yeah. and, and bats are protected. Right. So they can't actually so they say what it is on radar, yeah. even though they know it's bats. Isn't that funny? Yeah, but we can do mosquitoes. I can tell you it's bats. I don't care. <laughs> that may be edited in post. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what else is? I don't kind think of... our viewers or our listeners are gonna go <laughs> bat hunting tonight. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. But you know what else is a bummer? It's going to be a super duper white, closest to the earth, gigantic it's moon tomorrow. Super moon. Woo. Uh, super moon. But you know what? It's going to be cloudy. <laughs> it's going to be raining and stuff. But okay, so wow. you just I just want to talk that super moon. I just want to talk briefly about the super moon. My mother, love her, sent me an, an article from the from this. Uh, I think it's Springfield, huh? The news leader. Yes, Springfield news leader. Thank you. Uh, talking about you know like the super moon coming up, and it's it's supposed to be what? Let me see. I'm reading it now. Uh, it will only be about. 221,000 miles from Earth, about 17,000 miles closer than average. So we've been having a lot of supermoons lately, haven't we? Well, we have had supermoons since the history of the moon. Well, I know, but... (laughs) Except the term supermoon, when Facebook came out, became pop culture. Uh, Yes, I agree. There's a name for a supermoon that has nothing to do with super or moon in the name. I can't remember. It starts with a P and ends with... Perigee or something like that. Oh, yeah, a perigee. Now, that's when uh-huh. the moon is closest to the Earth. It can happen yeah. during a full moon or a new moon. Depending on the elliptical orbit. Right. Yeah. But they said you can have a super moon when you can't even see the moon if it's a new moon. But mm-hmm. Facebook people would, de- would, would define a super moon as being a full moon when it's as closest to the Earth as it yeah, can be. Yeah, and brightest. And, right. And it's supposed to be some magical... Now, we just had a super moon in January. Remember that when we had the eclipse? Yes. I don't think, oh, we'll, that have, was I don't think we'll have a cooler super moon than that in right. a long time. Right, Now, this super moon is supposed to be about 800 miles or so closer to the Earth than that one. In fact, this super moon in February, or tomorrow, February 19th, will be the closest super moon... In 2019. Now the whole year, the whole year. Wow. Okay. Now and 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 most of you won't be able to tell the difference, but I did read no. where certain 
Seasoned Moon Observers, whatever that is. <laughs> seasoned Moon Observers. The SMOs, yes. <laughs> they can tell by the naked eye that it's brighter and closer to the Earth. Wow. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, okay. like I said, I mean, like you said, if it's going to be cloudy, it's going to be cloudy. It's cloudy out there right now, but uh, yeah, I, I can still see the moon through the clouds. It looked kind of eerie. It was pretty cool. Oh, more filtered. Right, right, right. Oh, Very okay. filtered. Extremely filtered. I could just, you know, like the werewolves uh, yeah. were coming out. That's kind of what happened this afternoon. This cloud. I mean, we didn't have, I still saw shadows, but it really wasn't a full-fledged mm-hmm. shadow or whatever. Well, I don't know. I mean, the, I, this is just a precursor. I mean, I looked on... Uh, uh, radar scope just a few minutes ago, and there's activity already in southeast Kansas, and that's going to be coming this way. So I think the winter weather advisory is probably in a good spot. Well, we just need that moisture coming up. And, you know, yeah, I think it's going to happen. Well, I think it's time to get to the weather school. This weather school is uh, all about winter product consolidation. Uh, I go into a lot of detail how the, you know, what Phrases like Corey and I talked about, like the travel advisory and freezing rain advisory and all sorts of stuff, has been now consolidated and gives an explanation why and how it can help the public. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. A winter weather advisory has just been issued for our area. Are we going to get snow? Or ice? Or what? I'm sure some of you are old enough to remember a winter weather product called the Travel Advisory. This product was issued when snow or ice would make travel difficult and obviously people were advised not to be out on the road. Remember the freezing rain advisory or the heavy snow warning? Pretty simple and self-explanatory into what the public should be aware of regarding impending winter weather. But in late 2018, the National Weather Service launched a program into which they would begin to consolidate several winter weather products into a more general presentation. For example, the freezing rain advisory was moved into the umbrella of a winter weather advisory. The heavy snow warning was moved into the winter storm warning, and the blizzard watch was moved into the winter storm watch. Other older products that were consolidated into the winter weather advisory are the snow advisory, the snow and blowing snow advisory, and the sleet advisory. That's a lot of advisories. But in order to see what the primary hazard is, you would have to read the text provided in the product description. A winter weather advisory now can mean either snowfall from 1 to 3 inches or a minor ice event, both of which could create travel difficulties. A winter storm watch could mean expected snowfall of greater than 4 inches, but if there's going to be strong winds, then it may develop into a blizzard, but you wouldn't know that unless you read the text in the description. The warning products have remained basically the same. A winter storm warning for heavy snowfall with or without ice, an ice storm warning for significant ice accretion, and the blizzard warning for high winds, snow, very cold temperatures, and whiteout conditions. For areas who experience lake effect snow, like the Great Lakes regions, the lake effect snow advisory is now under the umbrella of the winter weather advisory. The lake effect snow watch is under the winter storm watch, and the lake effect snow warning is now under the winter storm warning. 
Approximately 21% of all auto accidents are weather-related with 1.2 million weather-related crashes per year. Variable speeds are a common source of accidents, especially multi-vehicle accidents. Annually, weather-related accidents result in around 5,000 deaths and more than 418,000 injuries. Estimated costs of these weather-related incidents are over $5 billion in property damage, over $3 billion for medical care, and over $8 billion for lost productivity. Even though there's a lot of product consolidation, a new product has been developed by the National Weather Service, and it is called the Snow Squall Warning. Its description is, a short-lived burst of heavy snowfall resulting in a rapid onset of near-zero visibilities and slick roads and often accompanied by gusty winds with the intensity similar to short-term blizzard. Snow squalls generally last roughly between one and three hours. Snow squalls are responsible for many significant chain reaction accidents. These accidents occur as drivers quickly go down clear and dry conditions to whiteout conditions. And this is basically a daytime phenomena. The snow squall warning is also used for plunging temperatures and gusty winds behind cold fronts sufficient to produce flash freezes and blowing snow. Personally, I agree that some of the archaic advisories should be consolidated but I think the freezing rain advisory would have more public awareness and clarity if it were still in operation. The main objective of this entire consolidation effort is to make it easier for the public to understand if roads could get icy or a mammoth snowstorm is on the way. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you have it. And I think from this weather school, people probably have learned that when you're under a winter weather advisory, anything can happen. Or nothing. Or nothing. <laughs> anything or nothing can happen. I know. It's it's kind of bizarre, though. I mean, uh, the, the, the lake effect snow things. I mean, I mean that's like not for us. Even though we had a little lake effect snow in... It's not going to cause a, anything major, though. No, but it's kind of lumped in that umbrella. It's but, more of an anomaly that's cool to post about when you see lake effect snow. It's like, oh. Look, it's snowing. Now, we did have, it did turn the ground white in some areas earlier this year from Stockton Lake. That was bizarre. It was cool. Yeah. It didn't cause any problems, but it was cool. Yeah. And to it had lake effect and, here. And that didn't really show up on radar that night. Remember that? No, it did. Well, yeah, in it, precipitation bit, depiction oh, mode. Well, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. But it didn't really go up high in the atmosphere, you know. No, was, uh-uh. Very surface-based surface on there. But uh, not enough for winter weather advisory. Nope. Okay, I think it's time for the next segment, which is This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? Well, speaking of snow, I bet you didn't know that was going to be the subject of this one, being how it's February. Yeah, really. (laughs) The greatest snowfall in the history. I'll have you guess where this is. Okay. In the history of this town, occurred on Valentine's Day and the day after, 20 inches of snow. Now... I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's in the south. And, you know, I come from TV, and it's a very large TV market. And it may be the fourth largest city in the United States. I think I know. What? Atlanta. Wrong. Oh. Oh. What is it? Houston. Houston. Snow in Houston? 20 inches of snow. Holy crap. On the 14th and 15th. This was in 1895. Wow. But that's a lot of snow for South Texas. They're not that far from the Gulf. They're an hour from the, not even an hour (laughs) from the Gulf. Wow. In in 18 what? 1895. Wow. That was over 160 years ago. That was a long time ago. Because I think they started... uh, 
record keeping, like in Springfield, in in the eight, around that time, eighteen hundreds or something, because uh, yeah, one hundred thirty five, one hundred thirty five or so years, like eighteen seventies, I think they started record keeping. Maybe down there they did it a lot earlier. Who knows? Well, there was record keeping, and then there was official record keeping with National Weather Service records. Gotcha. Gotcha. Totally different thing. Oh yeah, yeah, because they've been record keeping right. Such as this one, I got another one here in 1899, Ooh. same week. Okay. Texas and the Eastern Plains experienced their coldest morning of modern record. I guess 1899 would be modern record. I don't know. I, I guess. Anyway, in Fort Worth, Texas, the mercury dipped to eight degrees below zero. Ooh. Kansas City dipped 22 degrees below zero. Uh, Clamp. Camp Clark, Nebraska, 47 degrees below zero. And Oklahoma City established an all-time record low of 17 degrees below zero. Talk about a that's, Arctic plunge. That's, a, that's an Arctic plunge right there, for sure. Wow. Because you don't get that cold until you're way up north. No, I wouldn't call it a polar vortex. That generally affects the northeastern states. But, man. Well, I, call that, I just call that frigid. Very frigid. So, a... Minus 47 in Nebraska? Yeah, Camp Clark, Whoa. Nebraska. I wonder what their wind chill was. I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't factor in wind chill. I don't know if they had that technology in the 1800s. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure they did some. They some probably said, but... well, it's pretty cold out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. It's cold. What the heck is that? Is that is that is that breaking news? It's breaking news. I knew it. I I figured you did. We do have breaking news here at Stormed Our Weather. We've been talking about it for quite a while now, and we are here. You heard it first here. We are now in an official El Nino advisory. We've only been waiting six months. Yeah, we've been in a watch for so long. Forever. Yes. Like. So we are officially not in an El Nino watch anymore. We are in an El Nino advisory. Be advised. Yeah. For El Nino. Be watching for that. Honestly, I thought it would be more like an El Nino warning, you know, or something well, like that. Well, it's a week, El Nino. Right yeah, now. That, right, that's now true. right now it is. I don't know, you know. Yeah. I'm not expecting much out of this. No. I, I do I'm not have, either. I, I, I do have a question about El Nino. Okay. Okay. This this pertains to, you know, the Weather Channel, and every snow system that moves through gets a name. How come El Nino doesn't don't get names? El Nino Bob could be affecting. <laughs> El Nino needs a name. Am I right? Well, you remember yeah. El Nino Jane back in two thousand four? You know, El I, Nino I, Jane. I would remember each El Nino better if it had a name. Oh, you remember dear. that year El Nino Hernandez affected. You know, whatever. I think they need names. So I'm going to name this one Randy. I only know Randy. I think there is Randito. I only know some Spanish. Spanish, yes. Randito. I think there are way too many people naming things. (laughs) I Well, I mean, I get hurricanes, you know. But, you know, but maybe we should have, you know, Tornado Corey. Maybe that's just too many tornadoes for that. I, I know. I think... I don't know. But basically, (laughs) an El Nino advisory means El Nino conditions are present and expected to continue through spring of 2019 in the Northern Hemisphere, and they formed in January. So um, we kind of figured that. it's um, Again, El Nino, it doesn't really mean anything. You shouldn't go and fill your, your gas tanks up. You know, you don't have to go and tape your windows or anything like that. It just means they are now pretty solid in thinking, yeah, El Nino's here. Like you said, even though weak. And, you know, it. I, I, I have to, in relation to that, I got to tell you, it's very interesting to me because we do have the Pineapple Express in full force right now. You know well, what I'm talking about? Well, the Pineapple Express is, that's what... That's the that's the route that that, that the, the stream the of moisture stream coming. Of moisture yeah, takes. the the jet's really dipping down, like on the west coast and kind of coming up, and that's why we're having all this flooding and all this, you know, week after week after week of precipitation coming in. So I think that could be El Nino influence. Well, have you seen the rain on the west coast this week? 
in the Los Angeles area, which is pretty. It's not yeah. really in the, but they have recorded more rain this month, which is nine inches in Los Angeles. It's not nothing to do with El Nino, but I just wanted. To well, it, it could be. It could be. It could be. Yeah, they've recorded more rain this month than they get all year on average. They Holy only get cow. seven inches of like they don't get a whole lot of rain in Los Angeles. Uh, no, uh, uh-uh. it's very very low. They've recorded more this month. I read that uh, an article about that this morning. I thought, wow. Well, yeah, and, it, and if you so look at the jet stream, causing all that. Yeah, I mean the jet stream. They I, I saw this on the weather maps today. I mean it's coming kind of down the coast, uh, you know, Alaskan coast, and then the west coast, and it gets down to around you know, Arizona or whatever, and then it starts dipping back up again, and it's kind of going right through the center of the country, which you remember that that division line of that cold mm-hmm. when it was 20 degrees colder 20, 20 miles away? That's kind of where that, that jet stream's setting up, and that's probably going to be due for all that flooding going in Tennessee uh, that they've projected to, to You know, and, they, and it's not the first time this year that, that they've had some major rain just to the east of the Stormdar area in the Paducah, Kentucky area, National mm-hmm. Service area, mm-hmm. or in that area, three or four times this year so far, they've had rain. And and and, and I must say that I mean we we haven't been dry over here at all. No, we've had just about the right amount of rain. Right? Yeah, it's not flooding or anything. No. So consider us lucky for that. It could be a lot worse. Yeah, the, and and the lucky part for us is if that rain band shifted to the northeast about a hundred or two hundred miles, and we had temperatures right around freezing, that could be devastational. Is that a word? It it could be uh, devastating. Devastating. That's it. it. Yeah, we're it, recording this podcast way too late. I can't late, even think. <laughs> yeah. So. That's what we got going. Well, speaking of the jet stream, okay. National Weather Service did their weather balloon this morning. Oh yeah, they recorded and they measured a one hundred and eighty-one point three knot jet stream speed, which is major. One hundred eighty-one knots that equals two hundred and eight point six miles per hour. Wow, is the data they were getting back from their weather balloon, and that they thought that was quite. Uh, fast. That it, it, it is. Really it was quite fast. the. They 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 actually just posted that, and they were excited about it because they they don't get that very often. Two hundred mile an hour jet. I mean, it's fast up there. Yes, it but is. Two hundred. They must have been right lot. in it. I mean, it was. Uh, that's amazing. Wow. I, I wonder. Go research that. I wonder somewhere. how far it went. I think they said thirty four thousand feet. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I'm talking distance. Oh, oh, you mean the jets actually yeah. going? Now, I've seen their weather balloon make it to Illinois and even further beyond before. Oh, I see what you and mean. And they've posted that before. Oh, you know, I have usually no idea. It, it'll burst, but I'm just I was just curious. They can usually tell how far that thing goes before it pops and comes down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because everything is being sent directly back. Yeah. Second by second. I mean, they got real time data on this mm-hmm. thing. I never thought of that. Yeah, because if you send it up, when it's especially oh, in the Springfield area and they send it up, it's going to get carried by the wind, and who knows where it's going to come back. Because if you don't have the wind, it's just going to go up, 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 and it's going to burst when it gets a certain height. Yeah. But if you have that wind pushing it, you know, if it gets caught in that jet stream, I, I'm just curious of how far it, it went before it burst. You know, that'll give us something to uh, research next time. Yes, it will. I don't yeah. know where we could find that information. but I don't know. Well, you know, maybe I'll have to ask Mike. <laughs> he, he may have access our, to certain our information Our friendly that we don't. neighborhood meteorologist or whatever. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we need to get to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week is... Teleconnection. I like it. What's that mean? Uh, is that internet speed? No, it actually is not. <laughs> it's a strong statistical relationship between weather in different parts of the globe. For example, there appears to be a teleconnection between the tropics and North America during El Nino. So it just basically means, I guess, one part of the world teleconnects with the other part. The El Nino is affecting the it's effect. it, it, Atlantic. It, yeah. It affects other parts of the world, for sure. That's fascinating. Where'd El, you come up with that? El Nino is a biggie when it comes to... 
It is. It's kind of the driving factor, honestly, because yeah. that's that's where the. I mean, when you talk about the the PDO or the Pacific Decadal Oscillation or the NA or North Atlantic Oscillation, that's up north. But the El Nino does make sense because it that's where the tropics are and that's where the cooling and the heating and it just affects everything else. I have one. What's that? Have you ever heard of the term snow bones? Snow bones. Snow bones. That could have been next week's weather word. Of the it week. could have been, but I felt had to say. It I now. felt since you know we have a little bit of winter weather. Okay. Possible. Well, what does snow bones mean? Well, when all the snow is melted. Okay. Most of the snow is melted. Yeah. You still see some snow along the edge of the roadways or paths or or walkways or any kind of a path. Just a little bit of. Oh yeah. A little bit of. Edge. Those are called snow bones. It's the very last snow to melt. It's along the edge. Oh, how cool! Yeah. Isn't that weird? We should have made that a contest. Snow bones. Who would have thought? <laughs> when all the snow's gone, the bones are what's left. That makes sense. But then they disintegrate too. You know, yeah. and, and speaking of contest, I just said contest. If, if a big if, we get some snow, our snowflake contest is still going. The, um, you know, if you have a... a Big old camera, and you can get zoom right on in on that snowflake. You don't need a big lens; you need a, mic- a macro lens. A macro is, lens, okay. And, and, and we had a little bit of a snow a couple months ago. Yeah, but it was so wet, and once it hit the ground, it just kind of it was a slush. Type. Yeah, it was a low so ratio. You, you need a dry snow that's going to show snowflakes. Well, honestly, I don't think it's going <laughs> to. I don't no. think it's going to. T- do that. Be- I mean, because- you may be lucky and get a snowflake, but oh yeah. But, but the contest was to get a picture of one snowflake and send it to us, and the best picture of one snowflake would win a T-shirt. Yes, and that's still in effect. Yeah, we just haven't had a good snow it, this year. Yeah, it's per event. Per event, you have to take the picture yourself and then submit it to us at uh, either message us or stormdarweather at gmail dot com. Um. <clears throat> oh, I I think my throat's getting nasty now. <clears> throat> I've been, been talking to for long. a while. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was just uh, checking the the latest National Weather Service. Nothing has changed. Uh, it is nine thirty right now uh, on Monday night, and nothing has changed. the The timing has not changed. The snow amounts. Uh, we're pretty me me us. Uh, in Hartville, Branson, Hartville, in Houston, all say about two inches of snow. I'm not convinced we're going to get two inches of snow. We kind of talked about that on the live cast, but I'd cut that in half or more. Yeah, uh, I it, it, at this juncture, unless something comes along in the models or discussions or whatever they're seeing that I'm not seeing. I'm going to say possibly a dusting. I'm mainly concerned with how warm it's going to be right here where we're at. Yeah. I think you mentioned earlier, you think it's just going to be rain, don't you? Well, I mean, well, I think of... you're going to see some snowflakes yeah, or some sleet. I, I don't think it'll amount to much. Just maybe a, just a mix or something like but that. But if we do get two inches, that would be pretty. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of fun. It'd be nice. We'll just have to see. So you just have to. Keep it tuned at Stormdar Weather, and we're going to, uh, the thing we're going to watch is this, you know, winter weather tomorrow, and just kind of, we're going to keep an eye on the Storm Prediction Center, see if, you know, see if they That keep... could be the big weather story of the week. Yeah. Bigger, yeah. bigger I mean, I don't expect much tomorrow, but yeah. here's hoping, you know. D- definitely rain. We definitely know moisture is coming. That's, that's oh, yeah. a guarantee. It is on the way. This system is moisture laden, but temperature plays... The, the deciding role in anything and anywhere in the atmosphere that's where they're at place so we'll be watching that and uh i don't know you got anything else where let's say it's raining where is the actual freezing is it right at 32.0 because you have 32.1 32.2 is it at 32 yeah. i mean you're, I th- you're, I think you're, it you're is. a different it's fluid you're at different uh temperatures at every level in the atmosphere right so it could be colder right up, mm-hmm. you know, above you mm-hmm. and still fall as snow or sleet or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have that, that that's uh, on our weather school, you know, can it snow at 40? It's like if you've got that, if the if the warm air is at the surface, then the 
hydrometeor doesn't have a chance to melt, and it just will fall at that point. So I think it's really going to depend on where that warm air punches in. If it's if it's punching in at the surface and the upper layers, then we're just going to get rain snow. Right. And if it's if it's thick enough or deep enough, just rain, like you're saying. But if the precipitation starts before that warm thing punches in, it start as snow. So it's it's just a Duke's mixture. Somewhere we'll get snow, for sure. Oh, I bl- I believe that may not be us, but we'll see. No, and even the models were saying that. I mean, I can't wait till the HRRR starts latching oh, on yeah, this yeah. thing. I think by the time we go to bed tonight, about midnight or one, then it'll that's that's about an eighteen hour. Yeah, 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 because it updates every hour. So if we check it at midnight, it'll go through 6 p.m. tomorrow night. We'll know a whole lot more in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yes. And, we'll do a nice post. And I will be on the radio station. So if you're listening to this tonight, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, my voice is telling me it's time to stop this. But yeah, uh, I'll be on the radio station and talking about the latest developments. And, of course, uh, Corey and myself will be updating the site throughout the day. So keep it tuned there. I think it's about time to wrap this up. We're done. Okay, so be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.